I would say sometimes the doors, some doors will close, right? But a lot more will open. So that's been an obstacle. That's been something that's been on my mind. Like, man, um, you know, riding that PC wave, you know what I mean? Just be being politically, politically correct, what I'm saying is in PC. And a lot of times, you know, you want to ride that way where you don't want to make any side upset. But when you're when you're when you're black, <laughs> you you can't pick no other way. You can't you can't pick no other way. Hi, my name is Prince Daniels Jr. And I'm a former NFL running back, an author and thought leader who lives by the mantra, nothing is impossible unless you truly believe it is. I found the Game Beyond the Game Talk that talk as a place for thought-provoking and inspiring conversations with professional athletes discussing life's transitions. Game Beyond the Game is an ecosystem for professional athletes to cultivate the mindset to discover their overall purpose and vision in the game of life. And now, it's time to talk that talk with your MC, Stan Pearson II, and myself, Prince Daniels Jr. Now it's time for me to introduce our tremendous guest who's been patient. You've heard a lot from us, but now we get a chance to hear a little bit more from him. I welcome you, Cameron Lynch, who is a forward-thinking team player and thought leader. He graduated from Syracuse University, where he earned his bachelor's degree in economics. He made it to the NFL as an undrafted free agent, where the chances of making a professional team are less than 1%. Cameron recently played his fourth year in the NFL, where you know during his career, he played for the Los Angeles Rams and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. While playing football, he continued to enhance his off-the-field experience, landing on-camera opportunities with the NFL Network, Fox Sports, Players Tribune, and was selected one of four players to broadcast the Super Bowl in 2019. In 2019, he was named the interim co-host of NBC's daytime show, WFLA, Channel 8. Cameron started his own media company. I like what that is. That's like create what you want to see. Heartwork Media and launched a podcast called Energy Captains, an honorary nickname that he received while playing with the Buccaneers. He's actively involved in his community of Tampa, working to unite neighborhoods and eradicate racial injustices and inequalities. Please welcome, ladies and gentlemen, wherever you are, stomp your feet, clap your hands for Mr. Cameron Lynch. Officially, how are you doing today, Cameron? How you feeling? Yeah, staying doing well, my man. Uh, Prince, I appreciate you all having me on uh, to discuss some things. Uh, I appreciate the intro as well. It was beautiful. Thank you, man. Awesome, man. We're happy to have you. Absolutely. We're going to work our way back. So, I, you know, mentioned that you started your own media company. What inspired that? We're going to get to all the other transitions as well. But what inspired you starting your own media company? Yeah, like you said, create what you want to see at the end of the day. So, that's what I did. Uh, essentially, you know, playing for the Buccaneers, playing for the Rams, playing at Syracuse University. I would create content there, produce shows, but a lot of it wasn't under my name, right? It went under the Buccaneers' name, or the Rams' name, or Syracuse's name. So I wanted to create a, a media company so that whatever I do do has my mark on it, has my watermark. So uh, yeah, ever since you know, ever since I created it about a year ago. I've been been able to collaborate with different people and create different projects. So, uh, you know, I've been enjoying it so far. Super cool. And what do you feel like you've learned, let's say, from those other experiences with the other media companies into transitioning into your own? What lessons did you pick up there that helped you be successful thus far? 
Wow. I would say a lot of it is the, the business side, right? Seeing what people do behind the screen. A lot of the stuff, you know, getting interviews as athletes, as princes, you know, uh, playing at Georgia Tech, you know, you, they put that microphone in front of you after the game. So, uh, you know, understanding what was in front of it, you know, as, as I grew uh, through Syracuse, but then also, you know, doing the internships, knowing what's going on behind, right? When it comes to acquiring capital or, you know, the logistics, uh, the financial part. So uh, I was able to see into these different corporations and see kind of how they how they moved at an elite level, at the best level. So uh, those, those were great. And I continued to uh, get those get that experience. So uh, I'm, I'm blessed, I would say, in this media game. And, uh, you know, I also, too, want to sh- you know, shout out Prince, man. I know you got your book out and all that sitting there behind you looking pretty. So, uh, man, you know, <laughs> right. And that's the goal, right? That's the goal to be able to tell stories and create stories, whether it be copyright or visual. So that's that's the goal. Yo, congratulations. Really, really appreciate that. You know, as you're with, you know, those two different teams, you know, what you mentioned before that was an, an un- being an undrafted free agent and really, truly earning your way on. Like, what was that like? And from a mindset standpoint, what did that take? Did you feel like you should have been drafted and you weren't? Did you go over the chip on your shoulder? What was the vibe as you kind of entered into that new realm? Yeah, so really, to be honest, I've been in that realm since high school. You know what I mean? Since middle school, been undersized. Um, So a lot of times I had to, I had to train in other ways, right? Where my muscles and, you know, my longevity and my endurance was, you know, unmatched. So uh, that height thing and that, dra- you whether get drafted, whether having a lot of stars or scholarships, that wasn't me. But I uh, always worked real hard, never gave up when it came to, to sport and, you know, accomplishing my goal as in getting there. So, you know, whether going undrafted, that didn't matter, right? Because I was going ball regardless. So, uh, you know, I kept that mentality, that chip on my shoulder, like you said, and kept it pushing. <laughs> Ooh, I love it, boy. You get me hype. What's up, man? You ready, you ready to play, Cam? Go tackle somebody. Tackle somebody. Watch out, man. Here I come. Oh, man. So absolutely crazy. So understanding that mindset or that, you know, that particular road to travel, Prince, you know, what thoughts do you have as you, you know, chat with or we see Cameron right now? What are some thoughts that come to mind initially hearing what he just said? Um, you know, Cam, like, how did you transition? Um, with using that same mentality into this world and, you know, being supportive of, of what we're going to speak about. And that's, you know, social injustice and, and um, that's going on all these different platforms. Like how do you keep that same mindset? Because you will step on some toes because that mentality is usually for the the league, but um you know, as we transition out of the league and we start doing the things that we want to do, you know, you maintain that same mentality. But how do you adjust um, whenever you are interacting with people that are on that elite level and you want to be in that level? Well, you know, Prince, I think you teed that up real nice, my man. Uh, <laughs> that poster behind you, the mindfulness poster, that kind of that, that's the first thing that came to my mind. Right. It's, right. it's being conscious of other people. Making sure and you say step on some toes, like you can't tackle people in corporate America. That's not the move, and that's you're not <laughs> going to get far doing that. But being mindful of kind of your steps, being yeah. detail oriented, uh, and that's similar to the, the the sporting field, right? Is we're detail oriented with our diet, with our workouts, with our sleep, and everything else in our studies. So 
doing those same things, right? I've actually, you know, cut down from playing video games now because it messed with my sleep cycle. You know, I was getting to bed at 12 o'clock rather than, you know, 10, 30 or 11 because I'm playing the game. And so just being mindful of what I'm doing, uh, you know, what I'm inputting into my body, how I start my day, how I end my day, uh, just like I was when, an, when I was an athlete. So I'm doing those same things in business and in life because there's a lot more that we have to focus on now and be mindful of now that we're out of the league. Mm. Wow. Would, would you believe that, you know, how you do one thing is how you do everything? I just listen to the, and I miss video games sometimes. And I haven't played them, not because I'm like, I ain't playing them. It's because I don't have a new system. So, but I've just stayed away from, let's say, buying one. But what's your thought on, you know, that quote? Because I've heard that be said. I don't know if it's a Chinese proverb, but the notion of how you do one thing is how you do everything. Is that what helped you transition out of playing as much and getting back on your right sleep cycle? Yeah, most definitely. It's really figuring out what works and what doesn't work, right? And taking out what doesn't work. Um, you know, for me, it's the emails every day, right? Making sure my emails that there are no misspelled words, make sure it makes sense. That's like missing a tackle or missing a, a pass block. It's like, dang, it was just that one email for the day, like that one email in practice that you missed and you know the scouts are looking. You know what I mean? That's the last thing that you left on, on the table there. So really just, you know, it, do everything right. And it starts with email and business. At the end of the day, you can't really call a lot of times the president or the CEO of different companies, you might have to email them. So making sure that consistently that one process of emailing the proper way, uh, I make sure to keep doing that. It's, it's important. <laughs> oh, heavy. Super awesome, man. Uh, so when, when you wake up in the morning, what's your day like? Mm, wake up in the morning. So I meditate in the morning. So that's the first thing that I do. Uh, I wake up and, and before the meditation process, though, you know what I mean? I get into my script, my scripture, my word. Mm. Uh, you know, if anybody, whoever believes in what, uh, whatever faith you believe, whatever God you believe in thing, uh, you know, get that in. Right. Get the word in. I'm, I'm Christian. So I, I, I dive into the word, God's word. And then after that, um, I dive into my meditation. So nice little 10 minutes of meditation. You know what I mean? And um, really just, you know, time to to listen, <laughs> to, to think, right? To share that time with God and uh, listen to what I have to have, you know, what I have to have going on uh, for the day, uh, for the week, for the month. And then um, then after that, I'll dive into uh, some, some type of workout. I fill my cup with the workout, whether it be biking, whether it be uh, swimming, yoga, whatever it is, and then get my business day started after that. But mm. a lot of it is it starts with mindfulness. Yep. Wow. Ooh, my God. <laughs> so, you know, when, when you spoke to that, let's say the layman or the, the new, let's say new players or young players or one day be veterans, right? If, if you, if had to explain to them meditation was, let's say a couple sentences, how would you describe to them? Sometimes people hear that word and they're immediately intimidated by, oh, meditate, I can't do that. What would, how could you explain it to them in a simple way to help them digest it? Yeah. Well, what I would say is a lot of it's your breathing. Right. A lot of it's your breathing. A lot of it is being present. So uh, standing in the stream, that's another term. Right. Your, your meditation is breathing, uh, controlling your breath, loving your breath, uh, being present wherever you are and standing in the stream. And that's really seen through the bottom, 10 toes down uh, or whatever is touching that surface. You can see right through the bottom of it. There's no cloudy 
uh, water, nothing's murky, it's clear. So, you know, for my 10 minutes of meditation, I'm looking through the bottom uh, of that water. I'm being present and I'm focusing on loving my breathing. And that's that's how I meditate. And then uh, I usually take that time to, like I said, get closer to God. <laughs> Yo, I love it. Thank you so very much, man. And I, and I know some things that are near and dear to you, obviously, you know, social justice in Africa. So let's speak to that a little bit. Let's talk about the continent of Africa and why that's near and dear to you, why that's important to you. Yeah, well, you know, I've been talking to Prince about this is, you know, having athletes, especially black athletes, kind of make a trip, right? Make a trip and kind of see like where, what our roots are, kind of where we're from and and get into the culture, get into, um, you know, just, just our ancestors, the stories, right? So we can come back to the States and be firm in our, our black skin, right? Uh, and black women and just different things that, uh, that, that are black, <laughs> right? And, and share that with people. So we can educate people, educate ourselves, so we can educate other people. So I've been speaking to Prince about that. And I, I've never been to Africa. I've never been to Africa yet. I've been other places. Um, and the reason why it really pushed me because I sat in a group of people and they were like, dang, Cam, you're the only one at this table that ain't been back to the motherland. You know what I mean? The people that, that were there that weren't black. And I was like, ah, you right. You know what I mean? And, um, you know, people have been telling me, yo, Cam, you got to come. You got to come this way uh, to Africa, to Ghana, to South Africa, you know, Kenya, Nigeria. And a lot of times with football, I'm like, I don't know, guys, like, you know, football this, football that since I was seven. So now that I'm retired, I got the time now. You know what I mean? People are dying. Black people are dying in these streets. We got the time now to discuss these things, to dive into these things, to have dialogue. And so, um, so yeah, I, I think it's important that we get educated um, about ourselves, about our culture and other people's cultures as well. And, and a quick follow up to that question, like, what do you think that could do for young black men specifically, right, to know where they came from or the, the roots, the heritage? What can, let's say, a trip or more knowledge about the continent of Africa, what do you think that can do for young men? Man, really just provide clarity, right? Uh, you know, like I said, it, you can see clear through the bottom, like, oh, I got black feet. <laughs> you know what I mean? Hey, there's no... There's nothing to be confused about uh, when, when it comes to those things. So, and another thing that pops in my mind, you know, uh, on the flip side with Prince, uh, we talked about this in the last podcast but with the Deshaun Jackson thing, right? Is to know, like, look, these trips that we're taking, if we're going to Africa, cool. And I, I was talking to Prince, like, do we just say black athletes go to Africa? He was like, no, let everybody come. You know what I'm saying? Because at the end of the day, people have to get educated. So, if we were to go to Israel, you know what I mean, and get educated in that aspect, we can go do that. And I think that's what Deshaun is finding, right? Him and Julie Edelman, he's like, Julian's like, hey, come on with me. I'm going to take you. I'm going to let you know. I'm going to get educated. If Julian's going to learn something, Deshaun's going to learn something. And a trip to Africa, right, we can learn something ourselves, and our, and our brothers and sisters can learn something that that who aren't Black. So um, it, it's, uh, it's a thing that's developing and growing, I think, as we continue to talk about it. I'm, and I'm pretty excited. Yeah, amazing. And just to your point, and I'll throw it to Prince, but to your point, you know, the importance of you learn something and I get to learn something and the equality and equity and learning the same thing and the truth about not just where we are, but where we came from and what got us to be right in this moment. So thank you for speaking to that as well. Education being so powerful, but how we're educating, how we're educated being equally as powerful. So man, thank you for pointing that out, Cameron. It's major, 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 major. Wow. Yo, Prince, what's your thought? I feel you're feeling it. 
you're in the zone right now. <laughs> what, what are you feeling? I know there's a question we'll get to in a moment as well uh, in the comments, but what's your thought? Um, my, my, my thought is just, wow, just such a beautiful mind, Cam. Um, and I, I love your, your, your passion behind it. And, and that's the reason why we definitely connected. It's just, just when you, when you started speaking to me about these things and I told and, and you told me that you've never been to Africa, I was like, what? Oh man, we're going to Africa. You know, we are going to Africa and we're going to get everybody involved just so they can experience it because it's going to be a beautiful experience. Um, and, and, you know, it, it just helps. As science says, we are here to evolve or everything on this planet is here to evolve. So allowing um, African-Americans and other cultures in America to go back to another continent and then they, whatever, all the education that they learn on that continent, they bring it back here and they make a difference within themselves so they can make a difference within the world so we can all cohabitate together and live a harmonic life. So I wanted to say that. And then next, I wanted to take a couple of questions from the audience. Um, we have somebody named Labelise Padilla. She asked, um, how did you get exposed to meditation? Yeah, that's a great question. Uh, really through yoga. I've been doing yoga since I was about 15 years old in high school in, in Georgia. Uh, my grandma and I, we would do yoga uh, once a week to get ready for my games. And I've been doing it ever since. So hopefully looking soon to get my my yoga license so I can teach, you know what I mean? And get some get some people to practice mindfulness and get their chakras aligned, you know, just so we can operate um, in a space that's been foreign to us since we were young, you know, especially the professional athletes. So um, yoga has been my 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 introduction to meditation. Oof, that was you're a super duper hero, man. You out here <laughs> yoga you a yoga in these streets? I didn't know. I didn't know. Dude, that's, that's amazing. <laughs> yeah, man, that's awesome. The, the, the word, so yoga, so so the origin of the word yoga doesn't mean um, what, what, what the understanding that we have for it. The yoga means union with the self. And so, and it makes sense because you're connecting with your breath, you're connecting with your body, you're connecting with your mind. And so all these three things come into alignment. And this is some of the things that I speak about in, in the book, Mindfulness for the Ultimate Athlete. It's just whenever you learn how to align those things, your mind, your body, your spirit, and your breath, then you kind of you go into the zone. And once you reach the zone, you're operating from like an effortless manner. So, um, yeah, but that's that's beautiful, man. Union with the self. Um, another, another question, or not another question, just someone said Africa is such a special place. So... Yeah, people like my my man Paul Paul Vassy, He said that man. So he's from South Africa, and and look, yeah. What what Paul is saying is, go and visit Africa because it's so beautiful. And the more people that you can get to come along with you, oh man, you will fall in love with it, and you will realize like there's so much more so much more work to be done in this world, and. And the things that we're looking at, you know, our perspective on things, it, it, it changes. Our vantage point changes when we see other other cultures, when we're exposed to it, because then our mind starts to think on another level. And it's just like, wait a minute, wait, we can do this and we can do this and we can make a difference in this and we can make a difference in this world and that. World. So that's what we that's what we look to do instead of creating violence to stop violence. Um, you shouldn't have to, you know, um, use more force to try to create to, to, to try to stop um, force and violence. 
You know, it's more so um, expand the mind, expand, expand their heart. You know, people people want to um, be able to grow. We want to all be able to evolve and 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 learn more. And once we know more, we do better. So, mm-hmm. right <clears throat> to those trips to Africa, it seems as though you know one thing that you realize, I guess, in looking deeper than self to both of you all's point is, you realize that media, what media is giving me or feeding me, is not enough. I need to find out first person, or even knowing someone who's been there. That conversation is first person as to as opposed to waiting to what's being said or sold to me on the other side of a screen because you realize there's more to someone, some people in a nation and a continent than what's being presented to the masses in some way, shapes, or forms. And also to y'all's point, I want to say Cameron mentioned the word evolution. And there's evolution is growth. And sometimes, again, that's another word that may uh, make people shy away or intimidate them. But I believe that in ways like, let's say, cars, the automotive industry, or whatever we drive around from day to day, it, it evolves. Why? Because if something goes wrong, something is replaced. If the brakes are screeching, then we, we replace the brake pad. We do something to the oil filter. We fix the tire. We fix the engine. We do all those things to our cars to help it evolve, to last longer. And yet we don't do the simple things like yoga breathing, meditation to make sure that we evolve to last longer. So your points are super incredible. Truly, truly appreciate y'all providing those for sure. Mm. All right, cool. We have and, we have more comments. I'm sorry. It's there. We, we got more please. comments. We got Chuck Anderson. He said, preach PJ. <laughs> Chuck, what's up, baby? How you doing, man? You got the strong ones in the hands. That's awesome. Powerful fist. And then like Lisa, there's something about travel that opens up the heart and soul to opportunity. Oh, Super true. Yeah. You seem like, you know, you continue to be well thought out and uh, an intentional Cameron. And so even I know we discussed Africa, uh, but when it comes to social justice, what has inspired, you know, you to want to step more firmly in that piece? And is that something that you'd like to tackle or are tackling within your media company? Yeah. So, shoot, for the first time I went protesting uh, mm-hmm. after George Floyd died. So. Uh, it was, you know, I went twice out here in Tampa and it was probably the best thing I've done all 2020, to be honest. You know what I mean? It it was my it was the highlight for sure. Just going out there with some teammates and friends um, to really to really march in the streets and show like, hey, we want change. And so we've been moving that to um, Syracuse University, making sure that people are heard and people have feel like they have a safe place to discuss kind of what they're going through as minorities on the football team. So actually today uh, we're hopping on the call with the diversity and inclusion officer to discuss some programming and um, opportunities to change things at CUSE. And I do think it'll be a more global thing uh, for other colleges to jump on board and figure out kind of how to incorporate African-American studies classes uh, mandatory for staff and kids and the, and the students and athletes, right. Or, um, an implicit bias classes, you know what I mean, for each, for for coaches, teachers, and students. So just for everybody to get, you know, get that culture, get that uh, understanding of kind of, hey, where where are people going? Um, this is how they act. This is what they look like. If you've never seen them before, uh, you can expect some something like this. And if not, go ask them. Hey, uh, I'm curious. I want to get to know you and uh, and whatnot. So. Um, yeah, I think there's some things that we're working on in regards to the social injustices that have been going on. Like I said, I marched, uh, went out there twice in 100 degree weather. I, I've done that. Um, and I, you know, working on changing some things at our school. So, you know, laws need to be changed. And, and that's the only way we're going to get things done. 
Mm. Man, what, 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 was the, what was some of the, the biggest uh, obstacles that you faced um, in, 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 in your movement? Mm. I would say sometimes the doors, some doors will close, right? But a lot more will open. So that's been an obstacle. That's been something that's been on my mind. Like, man, um, you know, riding that PC wave, you know what I mean? Just be being politically, politically correct, what I'm saying is in PC. And a lot of times, you know, you want to ride that way where you don't want to make any side upset. But when you're when you're when you're black, <laughs> you you can't pick no other way. You can't you can't pick no other way. If they kill us in this killing us in the streets and you know not doing us right, hey, we gonna say something. And it's unfor- it's I want to say it's unfortunate, but it's it's more tough on the people who um, who are not black and who want to know more, right? It's tough on those folks because they're like, well, what can I do? How can I help? And so uh, right now it's on, you know, the minorities to like, educate ourselves and figure out, hey, this is where we're pushing the ball and we need your backup on this. And I think um, Troy Vincent said it best, the, the world needs that locker room environment. So we can create mm-hmm. that through dialogue and through um, understanding and conversation. Hey, mm-hmm. uh, you know, things, things are gonna change. Oh, wow. We got a, we have a question from Chuck Anderson. He said, Cam, what advice would you give the younger generation on injustice and how to handle it? Really ask questions. Ask ask people who've been through it. I mean, I'm sure you got a grandma or grandpa who has been through things like this. So kind of get their perspective. Um, talk to your friends about it. Say, hey, how do you feel about it? And just ask, just ask questions. Ask questions to get educated about it. And then also, too, State, pick a side, <laughs> pick a side, and I, you better hope it's the right side because a lot of times when it comes to the oppressed, if you're not on the side of the oppressed, you are the oppressor. So that's the other best advice I can get you is ask some questions and pick a side, and hopefully it's the side of the oppressed to help the oppressed and not the oppressor. Wow, wow, wow! It sounds like good versus bad. Or um, one of the things I wanted to emphasize is um, a lot of people. Do not ask questions because of this preconceived notion. You know, when when people were in school, they never asked questions because they didn't want to look dumb in front of everyone. But um, my 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 suggestion is the people that do not ask questions are the dumb ones. You know, the people that ask the questions, whether they sound foolish, ask them because after that foolish that foolish emotion goes away you're still left without the education. So you ask the question, get over that foolish feeling, and then learn. Once you learn, once you absorb, then you're not even thinking about that the foolish question that you ask because you never know. Sometimes when you ask questions, people will be like, wow, that was a good question. And you're standing in your head like, oh, well, I didn't think it was, but it's not about what you think. It's about educating yourself. So that's beautiful. Well said, Cam. You know, really quick, you know, and, and also to sum both those points up is understanding that like, listen, pride is expensive. And mm. sometimes you waste your time thinking about things that aren't important. You could help someone just by putting your pride aside and discussing empathy and what really matters. And also to your point, Cameron, a lot of people struggle with like considering themselves as a bad person, but there's just some things where there is no middle ground. So for someone that's needing, let's say, an example to help them arrive at, well, what should I or what would categorize me as good or bad? Let's just say you had a friend, a close friend, a best friend, but that best friend was a bully. They were bully all day, every day. And that particular bully 
you saw them beating up someone that you knew. You didn't know them very well, but you knew them or they looked familiar or maybe even they were a stranger, but you had a close relationship with the bully. At some point, it, you are responsible and accountable if that person is your friend or you know them or are connected with them to say something to them about them bullying. And if you decide never to say something, it's in that moment you have to decide and ask yourself, are you still a good person or you're a bad person to decide that you would allow something that you knew was wrong to continue? Now, again, that's just something to think about because some folks are really trying to say, am I good or am I bad? That's completely up to you and how you feel and what you think about. But ultimately, we already know the answers to the questions that we're asking. So to your point and a, another question that kind of piggybacks an earlier question, what kind of advice, as insightful as you are, Cam, what kind of advice would you give to the younger version of you? You know what I'm saying? Let's say the junior high Cam, the high school Cam, you know, what advice would you give that Cam knowing everything you know now? I would say one thing that popped into my head when you asked that question is something that E.T. says. And he says there's success in counsel, right, where the more questions you ask, the more people that you have counseling, counseling you in certain topics, you can find success in that. So ask those questions uh, and be vulnerable. Right. As a lot of times as young black men, we want to be uh, macho men and let's not express our feelings, but um, asking questions. Uh, asking for, you know, asking for help with different things and being vulnerable. I think uh, oh. those things will allow you to to move forward um, and reach a lot of people. Wow. Thank you for saying that, that being willing to be vulnerable, transparent. Great points. Thank you so much for that. You know, Prince, what, do you have any final thoughts or, you know, thoughts as we, you know, kind of circle the conversation up? Uh, yeah. So where where do you go from here, Cam? What do you go from here? How do you keep pushing the levy uh, now that, you know, you're against this pandemic and, uh, and, and, you know, you have different forces against you, but like, how do you push through? I think you just pivot, right? You pivot, um, you pivot in whatever you were doing before, right? Pandemic or not, like you got to pivot, you got to shake and move. Um, I think continuing to practice my, you know, my routine, uh, you said, what do we, where do we go from here? Continue doing the same thing that's helped me get to this point, really, right? And you don't want to, you don't want to break through. Well, you just got to spin it sometimes. And so, a lot of things is adding and subtracting from the daily routine, if it's good or if it's bad. Uh, and, and also, too, is continue to communicate. I think that's important, right? Uh, let people know kind of what you want to do and how you can help them. Uh, and, and while you do that, serve the season, right? Because at the end of the day. Um, there's not much we can do during this pandemic when, when it comes to mobility. So what you can do is serve other people, help other people out. So uh, that's where I'll go from here. It's kind of um, just manage God's time. You know what I mean? Whatever God's, God has is going to happen. And I'm uh, making sure I'm serving the season dur- you know, during it. So that's mm. that's kind of what I have. Mm. Sure. Wow. So serving the season. Serving the season. Super yeah. quotable. Super quotable. I, you know, that, I never heard that, but you know, I know that there's four seasons and um, serving the season. That's 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 amazing. And but well said, well said. All right, so um, we, we we have another question, and and Chuck is funny. Chuck is in. He is he's getting his info. Chuck said, Cam and PJ, do you guys support the kneeling? Last question. I swear. <laughs> 
Yeah, I think, okay, PJ, I think I, we, we talked about that last time, huh? Yeah, we we talked about it last time, man. So, like, you can you can share it, you can start it off, and then, or if you want me to start it off, let me know. Yeah, you can start it off. <laughs> all right, all right. So, um, so Cameron Peters, do you support the kneeling? So, I at first, so I don't support the kneeling in a sense of it has lost its original or uh, uh, its original meaning. And um, so that's the reason why I don't support it. Now, do I think players should, should, should kneel? I think they should absolutely not kneel. And what I mean by that is I think they should absolutely not play. If you were forced to give up your freedom of speech, uh, because it's affecting a lot of people, but your your race is being you know erased, uh, depopulated from the world. Um, I think the power is in the players to say, you know what? If it wasn't for us, there would be no professional sports because we wouldn't be here entertaining everyone. Um, and so they have the power within themselves to say, let's just not, since we, we're not able to kneel, then we're not going to play. And that holds more power than anything in the world. So I think kneeling, it, it shouldn't, it's, they did it. The person that started it, Colin Kaepernick, he did it out of his, out of his heart. So, like, there's something that's going on, this brutality. There was no light being shed on it. And he kneeled during the national anthem. And it ruffled a lot of feathers. And and and, and ruffling those feathers, he, he was able to get a lot of attention. And from there, he was able to say, man, this is wrong, and speak up and be the voice that, 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 that can be heard. And other people knew that it was wrong, but they would blanket it, and they would just look past it. Uh, or oh, I'm getting money, or I'm doing this. But now that it's becoming like the focus, now I think um, I think and instead of continuing to do the exact same thing that we did last year, when it's a new year, now I think now it's time for everyone to stand up and, and be able to stand on their own. And if they feel threatened that they won't have any money or anything else, well, now is the time to anchor down, get in your books, as Cam said, study, you know, un- understand how money works, understand, you know, what, why you're there, what your finances are for, like how to create wealth. And like the bottom line, if someone is giving you a large amount of money, uh, because with the, with the ball players, their money comes in 17 weeks. And now they have how many more weeks left? Uh, they have about 20, uh, 35 more weeks left to the, to, to the year ends. So it's usually however fast the money comes, that's how fast people spend it. But you got to have discipline. So right now, you know, like I said, like don't kneel and then uh, don't don't <laughs> don't have a season. Just sit out the season. And if they don't know what to do, figure out what you do with your money. Ask questions, you know, go around educating yourself, figure it out, because social media can be a, um, a hindrance. Or it can it can help you in so many ways, and there are a lot of um, things out there, a lot of people, or programs out there that teach you how to use your money, how to get in the stock market, how to double your money. It's just so many things, and, and those are the things that you want to do because it helps you empower yourself. So, um, 
my, my take on that is um, no, I, I don't support the kneeling. And so, yeah. Officially, Prince is passed right now. Mike doesn't support the kneeling, but provided it a super intelligent way and thought process as to what could happen next or what could be done next with the power of the NFL players. Love it. Cam, you're up. Yeah, that's what I would say. I, I support the kneeling um, really because, you know, at this moment, you know, or not at this moment before I didn't kneel well, when, you know, when I was playing because I was afraid of job security, right? The president was like, Hey, whoever deals is out of there. You know what I mean? So and I think I said it before, but, uh, a scout told me this. He said, basically, t- P equals E, right? Productivity, if you can produce out there, then we can deal with you. You know what I'm saying? And expectations or uh, – was that the proper term? But basically, if you produce out there on the field, they they will deal with you, right? And, and so, you know, I did produce on the field, and the guys like Deshaun Jackson and Mike Evans – those guys did too, but they were allowed to do those things because of, hey, those guys had money in the bank like that. And a lot of times, you know, some athletes, including myself, we didn't do that because we were we felt threatened. And so um, now at this moment, if I was playing, I would say I wouldn't kneel. So I, I do support it. Wow. That'd be great points by both of y'all and completely understandable. And then also, I guess, that, you know, maybe to Cameron's point, there's some folks that maybe they have some heavier pockets, some heavier influence. And they have the opportunity, you know, and some would consider the responsibility to lean a little bit harder on some of these issues to maybe provide support for those players that really wish and would like to do more and say more uh, for if it wasn't uh, if they weren't subject to losing everything as a result and such. So great answer. Both of you all appreciate that. Prince, any final thoughts, you know, as we kind of wrap this up and I get Cam's final thoughts and information? Um, My my final thoughts is. Um, what, what what Cam brought up? Um, practice mindfulness, man. Practice mindfulness um, as as every day. You know, you get up and and you 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 spend your time um, checking in with you, checking in with your inner self, checking in with God, checking in with um, um, just just reading. You know, uh, strengthening your mind, your body, and your spirit each and every day. Like everyone, I don't care who you are. You're on a good side or on a bad side. Practice it because it allows you to uh, stay on the course of fulfilling your purpose. Oh man. Thank you very much. Amazing Prince. Hey, Cameron, how can people find you, learn more about you and even your media company and support it in some way or check out what you have going? Yeah. So people can find me at, you know, hardworkmedia.com. That's the media company there. Instagram, Cameron Lynch 50. Um, yeah. And, and there's my IG there as well. Hardwork underscore media for my media company. And so really right now, um, you know, the company is starting to shift into more of a digital marketing where we can help people podcast and put things out there. Right. A lot of times people don't want to do it themselves. So figuring out ways to service people and get those things going, uh, help them storyboard, but also, uh, you know, provide that photo and that video of that service for, for anyone who needs to help tell their story. And a lot of things are going to be custom to athletes, um, you know, encouraging athletes to tell their story, to get more comfortable in front of the camera and behind it as well. So, um, yeah, you can find me on those things there. Mm. Awesome. Awesome. Any final words, Prince, before yes. we wrap up? Yes, yes, I do. So uh, we, we want to get to that serious point that, that in the, in the show, um, if you had to, write a proverbial letter to yourself about um, about what to do 
you know, in, in the future. Uh, what would you say to yourself? Like if you only had a couple of a couple of days to live, but you had um, 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 yeah, you only had a couple of days to live right now at this time. But your future self was going to be able to carry out every single thing. Um, what would you say to that self? Hmm. Well, I think what I would say is just enjoy the time that you're in. You know what I'm saying? Uh, uh, love on your family, and your friends, because you just never know. Um, and I, I do think um, really is just to practice empathy practice empathy because people are going to remember how you make them feel. You know what I mean? And so if you can practice empathy and understand where people are coming from and kind of give love where, where it's not, I, I think uh, you can be all right. So, um, you know, as long as, you know, you leave a legacy of making people feel great and, um, and, and them knowing that, uh, that you were, were wholehearted in your actions. I think you can't go wrong with that. Ooh, amazing. And you would certainly tell them to serve your season. I bet you'd say that. <laughs> I'm gonna say that. To serve the I hope it's okay. I'm gonna say that's my future me. <laughs> I'm definitely gonna that. Well said, Cam said Hearns, man. Yeah, you got your man Hearns right here. And mm-hmm. my man Chuck said, Cam, I will be getting at you 100. That's what I'm talking about. You know, you know, mm-hmm. now that is powerful. He said he loved he loved both of our point of views, man. Michael Irwin said. Practice empathy. That's good advice, man. Cam, man, you're doing it, baby. We, we, you're touching people, man. That's that's good. Practice empathy. You don't hear that enough. And for you to say something like that, that's very powerful because right now there's so many things going on. People still, you know, forget about that one thing. Practice empathy because if we practice empathy, everybody will be able to grow together. That's all that it comes down to. That's why whenever you see me in person, out and about, I'm always having a good time. And the reason why is because it it breaks the mold of people, you know, being so so coarse and 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 agitated. And so now I'm just like, why why is he happy? You know, <laughs> I, I would like to be happy too. Well, well, come on, be happy with me. And that allows for me to 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 share some empathy with you because now you want to be happy with me. You want to share this happiness with me. And and that's the reason why I do what I do. I just lead by example. And it just comes from within, man. So practice empathy, good advice by Michael Irwin. Thanks for that, Cam, man. That was beautiful and well said. Absolutely. I mean, what if we could all just fall in love a little bit more with understanding versus feeling like someone has to agree? Like understanding <laughs> is empathy. Fall in love with understanding and just watch how your mind and your heart will open up, your mind will follow, and mm-hmm. so will the rest of the world. Man, truly appreciate you all, per always, and certainly Prince for having me, as well as Cameron for being a phenomenal guest. So thank you again, Cameron, for being here, for joining us today and sharing your story and being vulnerable and transparent and dropping the jewels that you absolutely dropped. For those of you watching, please don't forget to like, comment, and subscribe to our YouTube page. And if you happen to be watching this on social media and obviously Facebook, make sure you share this. That would be amazing and help this particular word like the others get to other folks who need to hear it. You can join us next week and every week on Game Beyond the Game's Facebook page live every Tuesday at 2 p.m. Pacific Standard Time and 5 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. So make sure you're here on a regular basis as we help you arrive at your Game Beyond the Game. Cameron Prince, thank you so very much. You all have a great one now.
You do the same, man. Thanks, Peace. If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to subscribe so you're notified when a new show is posted. And please rate and review on Apple Podcasts. To learn more about our events, courses, and other programming, check out GameBeyondTheGame.com. Thanks so much for listening. Peace.